Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello, hello. Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am I am good. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to you last. I know, right? You know, the, like, the days are kind of running together. Oh, I know. Especially with school starting this week. I'm like... Yes. <sighs> We we had our virtual meet the teacher tonight. That was interesting. Yeah, that was. I I'm really regretting um, splitting up my girls this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, like we have them in the same switch classes. Uh-huh. Just just not at the same time, um, but that way we have the same um, like same work basically, just for our sanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh my gosh, them having to be on two different Zooms at the same time. It's like, it's like I've always said having twins is it's like having two different radios on two different radio stations on in both ears at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, listening and bouncing back and forth to make sure I'm not missing anything. And thankfully I have a husband that was involved and present too, but oh my goodness. Anyway, how did yours go? Um, It was fine. I had... Lucas on, and of course, his brother and sister wanted to get on and say hi to the teacher and mm. trying to keep them off so he can say hi. And and she was like, she just brought a couple of the classmates on at a time and just had them introduce themselves. And Okay. So, I mean, we were on there for maybe 10 minutes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Gosh, ours were on there. So, first of all. I'm going to preface this by saying that we are all doing the best we can and teachers are doing the best they can, Mm -hmm. but sending an email six hours before saying, Hey, we're doing our meet the teacher zoom at four o'clock in the afternoon to working parents is not really optimal. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of scrambling because he was on a really important conference call and I had a client scheduled uh, as I always do during that time. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. We made it work. I mean, we always do, but it was yeah. just super frustrating. And then they oh, were yeah. for like freaking 40 minutes. Oh my gosh. 40 minutes. And granted, they had a bunch, they, they have more teachers as they get into, where are they yeah. at? Intermediate. Is that right? Um, so they had some more, you know, different teachers to cycle through and stuff, which I get, but I was just like, oh dear Lord. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm taking the first day of school off. Right. Me too. I was like. I, I'm taking Wednesday off, maybe even Thursday. I'm not sure yet. Um, because I, just not knowing what to expect. And I asked the teacher, I said, okay, so are we going to have set days to where we're, cause she's going to do a zoom every day. I'm like, is it going to be set times? And she's like, well, it could be in the morning and the afternoon, but they're not going to be graded on anything that they do on zoom. They're only cause they understand that parents have to work. So I'm like, okay, so what are they getting from the Zoom calls? Because I thought the whole purpose was for them to be getting educated during these Zoom calls to be able to apply it to their work. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, okay, so if you're not using the Zoom calls for that, 
Like, who's going to be teaching them all of this stuff? Uh, are y'all using Canvas? Were you, no, the younger grades are using Seesaw. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, what I gathered today was kind of, so they have to be on online or on Zoom, whatever, every morning for the morning announcements and pledge, which I'm fine with because that creates a routine and it's like they have to get up and get presentable. You know, that's fine. Um, and then they're supposed to be checking on rooms several times throughout the day for anywhere from, I don't know, five to 20 minutes. And then they have work alone time and then they change classes and hop on again. And then there's a zoom at the end of the day, a Q and a, that one you don't have to hop on. Um, cause that's just, if you have questions over the work, which is fine, but otherwise it's kind of work at your own pace. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I just, <laughs> I'm like you. Okay. I can't stop every two seconds to make sure that yeah, my, my kids are hopping on a Zoom or having everything they need because there's technical difficulties. I mean, Zoom messed up on one of my clients' sessions earlier today, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I have that quite often. We had put extra routers in because, you know, from time to time they would drop off or I would drop yep. off or something. Um, yeah. And that can happen. But... Yep. Yeah, I was just, but see, they're taking attendance for ours. If you're not like on these things, you're counted absent. Oh, goodness. And I'm like, you know, um, thankfully, we are able to afford enough devices for everyone in our family. And I, anyway, I'm just going to shut up. But <laughs> I don't have anything real positive to say right now. So, well, my nephew who is in high school was saying that, um, that his school is giving them Chromebooks, which I, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do that if you need them for sure. Which I thought was interesting. I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, it's just, thank goodness I'm taking a Wednesday off because yeah, I, and I think we're there's like a drop-in daycare at the end of our street. It's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's what I might do with the two younger ones, so I can. Oh, that's good. Focus on Lucas because that's not fair to him. His first day to have his brother and sister running around, he can't focus. I can't focus. Daddy's got to work. So right. Um. So I'm like, yeah, well, maybe just drop them off for a couple hours just to get them situated. Um, it's just, like I said, it's just down the street. You can just drop them in. Um, and oh, yeah, and it's a, it's, I've had a lot of friends um, in the neighborhood take them there and they absolutely rave about it. And they're really good with, um, you know, making sure like kids are washing hands that they, you know, maintain as much social distancing as possible you know in that situation mm-hmm. with their kids so what can you expect but um they don't allow the parents in um they have to come to the door to pick up their kids so that's good um yeah. but so i'm like well maybe i'll give that a try we'll see <laughs> what a tough situation i don't i don't envy envy you for having to make that decision yeah. you know i mean that's that's tough yeah it is tough i but you know, you just, I, I have to think about what's like, what makes sense for my, it's not fair to my older one. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's already hard for him that he right. can't be in school. He doesn't know the school. He doesn't know the teacher because they're switching schools this year. Um, mm. He doesn't know the teacher. He uh, Luckily, they rezoned the whole neighborhood, so he still has quite a few friends oh, that's going good. there. But, you know, he hasn't seen most of his friends all summer. Yeah. Or since March good. for, like, the past six months. So... Addison has Addison has one girl that they actually um, spent the night at her house this weekend. She's in her class, so that was good. And then there's one other. I was like, "Well, do you know anybody? The other kid?" She was like, "So and so," but I don't like him. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And Brooklyn, she was like, "Oh, I know so and so. She's another friend of mine's best friend." So I was like, "Well, at least you have a familiar face, you know?" Because now they're they're meshing um, elementary schools now, so they they have a whole new set of friends, kids that they've yeah. never met before. Yeah. So that's that's a new thing. But you know, every every kiddo and grade and parent, we all have our set of challenges ahead of us. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. But I think the kids will do. The kid, kids are resilient. I think they'll probably ease into it better than adults. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I just, I just wish circ- circumstances were different. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and it's funny because my son, he's had the, uh, the girl around the corner from us who he's really good friends with. They've been in class together since they were in kindergarten and Aww. they're not going to be in class together this year. Oh, so bummer. Yeah, I was really bummed. I was like, oh. Yeah. Even his, his mom was like, or her mom was like, they're not going to be in class together this year. What are we going to do? I'm like, well, they'll still hang out on the bus. <laughs> you know, if we ever get recess back, they'll see each other right? recess. So, yeah. so you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> Just got yeah. to keep on trucking. Exactly. So that's just exactly. the norm that we've got to get used to. Um, do not utter do not utter the words. I will reach through the phone and slap <laughs> you if you say it's our new you know what. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say that. I mean it's not allowed. For this for this moment in time it is. But But don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. I won't I won't jinx us. Um <laughs> talking about the new you know what. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) going into our topic tonight. So, yeah. All right. So our topic, I'm actually excited to talk about it, but at the same time, I'm dreading talking about it. Um, so, you know, obviously I know what you're going to talk about. Um, and I feel the same way because it's something that totally needs to be addressed but I'm also going to call myself out in some areas too, which is never fun, but it needs to happen. So, <laughs> so tonight we're going to talk about toxic diet culture versus misguided body positivity. And I'm sure people are like, what the heck? Like, and you know, you've got like a positive with a negative in each right. of those. St- so, all right. So we're just going to jump right into it. Okay. Diet t- culture. It's a newer term. Not very many people know what it is. I mean, you can maybe figure it out, but um, basically diet culture, it's a system of beliefs that worships thinness and, you know, equates your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
it equates your worth to a certain body type. Mm. So, um, and that's what the diet industry has done for us (laughs) is created. It it literally is the diet industry. It has created this toxic view of what people should look like. Um, You know, so already people have this negative thought in their head of what they should look like. And we've changed our whole lifestyles to reflect that. That's why people are constantly going from diet to diet to try to achieve this ideal body type that just Mm -hmm. isn't sustainable for most people. And, you know, um, you can stop me if you're going to get into this, but I, I am not one of those like huge feminist women. That is just not me. I, I won't even go there, but, um, I, I'm not that type. However, if I think back to, you know, growing up and, and, you know, you look at magazines now and at, well, maybe not so much now, but women are portrayed are these, as these thin, just everybody's thin, right? You have to be thin if you want to be on the cover of a mm-hmm. magazine. Um, you know, the teen pop stars, thin, 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 you know, that's shoved down their throat and they're, you know, made to diet and exercise to excess to look a certain way and all that jazz. Um, it starts very young. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, it starts vanity sizing starts in little kids clothing already. Oh, it's, it's absurd. It's disgusting. Um, it, it, that's a much better word. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Um, yeah, I'll let you carry on. Well, diet. Okay. So diet culture, it's, it's dangerous. It harms people of all sizes, not just the super overweight or the super skinny. It perpetuates eating disorders. I mean, it, and I'm not just talking anorexia, bulimia. I mean, obesity, it's an eating disorder. A lot of people don't look at it that way, but it's a disorder Mm -hmm. type of eating. Chronic Mm -hmm. Mm yo-yoing. Exactly. Um, And it has just taken over the world, especially the U.S. Mm Because people are so confused as far as what's the right right way to eat. Right. So you have all these people confused. They're assuming, like, to look a certain way that there's this checklist that they just have to check off. Um, You know, you've got to eat within so many calories and you have to exercise X number of days and it's not like that. It And mm-hmm. we're going to get into the opposite end of the spectrum, which infuriates me just as much as the diet culture, but the diet culture has basically created this world that is just not feasible for most. And it's put, in my opinion, that has, is what has created the obesity epidemic in our, in our country is, you know, the, the, all of the disordered eating that's come from it is by putting all of these people on posters, these models and being like, okay, this is what you need to look like. And, you know, um, certain 
clothing designers or um, what's some other things I'm trying to think of um, that advertise a certain way to look. Um, perfume? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a certain body type. They, dolls. Barbie dolls. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Um, they have a certain body type and a lot of people held themselves up especially women to that body type that just wasn't feasible and but go ahead don't you think so so i i get it right with with the bar i'm just gonna pick on barbie dolls for a okay. second to me i'm one of those people it was just a doll mm-hmm. i never thought twice about it i never thought twice about playing with a white doll a black doll a boy doll a girl doll i didn't care it was just a doll i didn't look at it and think oh my gosh, I need to look like Barbie. Why don't I have proportions like Barbie? And I think some people kind of over-exaggerate that. Um, Like, I totally get what you're saying, but I also don't think, I think that might be played out a little bit too much sometimes. Kind of like saying, um, the, we're not obese just because of the diet culture. We're obese no. because we eat we eat more than we consume and we're lazy. Uh, oh, that and, yes, for and, sure. And in our in our food quality is crap compared to what it used to be. That's why we're obese. And the in the whole diet culture and industry is not helping. That's for damn sure. Well, I think so diet culture it consistently overpromises and underdelivers. It 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 gives it puts the ideas in people's heads that you do this and you can look a certain way. But yet it doesn't right. deliver those results. So people are, it's like, that's their bit of hope. And the, yeah, you know what comes to mind are celebrities. Like, yes. uh, what's, what's her name? Marie Osmond. Uh-huh. And her, well, and Oprah too. How many times have we watched them lose the same 50 pounds mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the past 30 years? Yeah. And they're constantly promoting Weight Watchers or, oh, what does Marie Osmond do? Shakes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Slip. What what is it? It's on the, the slim fast or no no the um, no, one, one nut- of those Nutrisystem Nutrisystem no. is that still a thing? I think that's yeah a thing. it's a it's a I think that's what it is. Yeah, mm. and I just want to reach through the screen and slap them because they're not helping anybody. No, and I mean, who the hell are you to talk? You have gained and lost the same damn fifty pounds over literally probably fifty times. Well, and. That's, an- that's part of the diet culture. Yes. Well, like, so Weight Watchers. And if you are listening to this and you do Weight Watchers, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be very blunt. It does not teach you how to eat right. It just teaches you basically to stay within a certain calorie amount, which mm-hmm. is a lot of the problem these days. Like, all of these diets teach you how to stay within a certain calorie amount by eliminating food groups or by counting points or however it is, but they're Mm -hmm. not teaching you how to eat the right way for you. Right. They're not teaching you healthy habits. Mm -mm. They're not helping you understand why you default to food when you're stressed out or why you avoid food when you're stressed out. You know, they're not getting to the root cause of the issues. Exactly. And then, so I'm going to, pick on the other end of the spectrum because this part really I've been noticing this a lot more lately it's the misguided body positivity so there was a big movement we talked about it some podcast ago I can't remember which one it was but 
in that podcast, um, you know, we talked about the body positivity movement and what's it all about. And so body positivity, it's um, basically the assertion that all people deserve to have a body, a positive body image, regardless Mm -hmm. of how society and popular culture view like an ideal shape or size or weight. Mm -hmm. So it's saying you're big and you're beautiful. Right. Which, and you can listen to the podcast and and hear our views on that. But Episode 25. Episode 25. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, I am all about loving yourself in this senior and I preach it to my clients. I preach it to whoever will listen. But there is a difference between loving your body and taking care of yourself and just saying, well, I'm big and I'm beautiful and people just have to accept it regardless right. of how I take care of myself. Right. Um, so, and I've been noticing cause, okay. I, yes, you know this. Um, I, I don't know if the rest of our listeners know this, but I am big on TikTok. Like I love researching on TikTok. It just, it's a really easy platform to do that. And I can see people in my field, people in other fields that I am, I look at for advice. I can see kind of what they're posting, their content. And I was surprised at how many people I disagreed with. And most of them I'm noticing are personal trainers and athletes where they are posting, oh my gosh, like this. I, I, okay. So let me back up a little bit. Okay. So they are, um, talking they're basically skewing the idea of this whole or what's the word so they're kind of retaliating against diet culture and they're going the opposite extreme so instead of being like you need to watch what you eat and you need to look a certain way and you need to exercise um and watch your calories they're taking the body positivity and they're being like you're beautiful the way you are. You want that cookie? Eat that cookie. And basically, they're glamorizing eating a cookie. And like, they're saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you like, they're showing what they eat in a day. And I am just appalled that they're glamorizing the fact that they're, you know, they eat some meals healthy, but then they eat this pizza and this cookie. And they don't explain the fact that this is not a normal daily thing. Right. I th- Yeah. And, and that's where I'm going to call myself out because I've been guilty of saying, you know, if I want this, I'm just going to eat this. And I, I should have provided some context to that. I don't eat like an asshole every day. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't advocate that. Right. Um, but if I do want a cookie, I have a cookie. That said, it is taking me years of work to get to that point to where I am in the right mental space, the physical space where I cannot eat perfectly well and it does not derail my progress. It doesn't throw me off course and it doesn't throw me off the wagon and get drug over by it. If you are just beginning your healthy journey, if you've got a lot of weight to lose, um, no, I really don't advocate eating things like that all the time. That that's probably not the best idea for you. Right. Um, Everybody is different and 
like I said, when I was really like hardcore in the beginning and trying to get some weight off and trying to change the shape of my body, I rarely had treats because I knew that was just going to slow my progress down. Um, and then I had to overcome a whole other set of issues and, and develop a healthy relationship with food that meant I could have a cookie and it wouldn't lead to a binge for me. Um, you have to find what, what works for you, but I think there's a lot of trainers and, and fitness influencers out there that they have all the time in the world to work out. That's what they're paid to do. Their meals are prepared for them. So you're seeing just this small little snippet of the crap that they're eating and they're portraying it like they do that all the time. And that's not the truth. No, not, not even close. And it really, like, if you're saying, you know, like, if I want a cookie, I eat a cookie. Okay. But you're not glorifying it with, well, you know, I eat whatever the heck I want all the time. Right. Like. It, no, I don't. And <laughs> saying you, you know, you're, you're beautiful just the way you are. Yes, I, I do believe that you are beautiful. You, God made you. You are his creation. Yes. You're beautiful. But you need to treat that body as such. Like exactly. You need to, it's an amazing gift that you have been given. You need to treat it like that. And right. by just eating crap all the time and not exercising and not taking care of yourself, you're not doing anybody any good. especially yourself. Um, but it really, so the problem for both of these, the toxic diet culture versus the misguided potty positivity is misguided potting. Yeah. There's not any misguided potting (laughs) because I can't say that word tonight for some reason. (laughs) Both of them look at food the extremely wrong way, extremely wrong. You have one that really looks at it like the diet culture looks at it as like, um, how do I put this? Like it's something that, oh shoot, I had it in my mind and then I lost it. It's basically putting this negative ideal on food. Like you shouldn't be eating food. Um, it's just going to make you fat. It's going to make you gain weight. You're not going to look at you're you're not going to look good. And then you got the po- body positivity where it's like, yeah, just eat whatever you want. You know, don't worry. You're beautiful the way you are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to be, you know, basically fat or unhealthy. Right. And uh, newsflash, it's not. No. No. Both of you, it really, I say this time and time again to my clients, it really is 99% mental and emotional, your relationship with food, like your success with yep. your body and food. And you have to, it, you have to look at it as some, whenever people go on a diet and I'm using air quotes, whenever they go on a mm-hmm. diet, my first question is, okay, is this approach sustainable? Because yep. if it's not, you know, you're just going to revert back. Um, right. And is this what you, re- like, why do you want this? What right. is your reasoning? Right. And most of the time they say it's, you know, they, they want to look a certain way. Either they have an event coming up. But I've been surprised. Lately, I've had more and more clients tell me 
it's because of their health, mm-hmm. which is that's refreshing. Right, yes, yes. The right reason is mm-hmm. for your health. Um, if you're doing it because of how you look, you're not going to stick with it. Right. But if you do it for the right reasons, it's going to be a motivator. And I actually had a client today where we were talking about this. And she's, she's not, she's, she's a small girl. She needs a little toning up, but she's not anywhere near overweight or, um, she just wants to get stronger, healthier and, you know, look a little bit better in her clothes. And I said, you know what we were talking about? And I said, you know what? You cannot make it about how you look because once you start doing that, it's not, it becomes not as motivating because she's been talking about how um, prior to us working together, uh, she kept losing motivation because she was focusing on how she looked um, in a certain pair of pants. And I said, Mm. so what you need to do is you need to shift it to, because she also talked about getting stronger, um, you know, building muscle. And I said, so you need to focus on that. And set yourself a goal every month. Like this month, I'm going to focus on how many push-ups I can do. Because that is a better way to measure it. And it's more motivating because you're going to be able to see that a lot more likely than, you know, how your body looks in a pair of jeans. Um, especially if you're doing a slower, healthy approach. I don't know. I'm going I'm to disagree with you a little bit on that. Um, okay. Because for me... I love chasing aesthetics. I freaking love it. Um, It works for me. It motivates the hell out of me when I start to see different cuts and definition and muscle. Um, If I put on a dress and it fits better or it fits, you know, like tighter or curvier in certain spots, I freaking love that. Um, So I, at the end of the day though, I still have, still want, you know, to be stronger and healthier overall and be able to do more repetitions or lift more weight. Um, so there is that component of it, but to say that aesthetics is not a good goal, I, oh, I'm not I don't think that's necessarily true for everybody. I, I, it should not be the main focus because it can be, I'm not saying it shouldn't be a goal, but it should not be the main goal because when you focus on aesthetics and you don't hit that aesthetic, if you're working on building strength, you're always going to build strength. That's like, you're, you're going to get there. But if you're focusing on looking a certain way in clothes, you don't always get to where you want to be. Like you can always get stronger. You know that if you are consistently going to the gym and lifting weights or doing exercises, body weight exercise, you're going to get stronger. Like that, that is inevitable. Um, But you could be working out, you could be eating right and still not hit your fitness goals. I mean, not your fitness, your aesthetics goals. And that is very demotivating for people if that is your primary goal. Now, if you make your primary goal building muscle or um, just say you focus on hitting a certain calorie amount instead of um, – you know, losing five pounds, you can control that. You can Mm -hmm. control hitting that calorie amount. You can control, um, okay, I want to be able to do 10 push-ups. So each day I'm going to try to add another push-up. 
if you can't hit that push-up goal, you're going to get pretty dang close, but you're going to be really proud of yourself yeah, because it's an, something easier to see and not as demotivating as, well, I set my goal is to be able to fit in these pants and I still can't fit in these pants because it's a lot harder to control. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I can't quite articulate, but see, for me, I don't know. I, I don't think of it like that. And there are some people that they are completely aesthetics driven and that's, you know, and some people that will motivate them enough, but I feel like those people are the ones that are already in good shape. Yeah. Now I will say when I first started years and years ago, it was completely weight based and I just wanted to be thin. I just wanted to fit into the certain size and be that number on the scale. Um, and then that's when I got there and I didn't look like how I thought I would look. Mm -hmm. And then from there I started working on, you know, my, the mental side of things and my relationship with food and all that. And that was a work in progress. And now that that is, I'm not perfect, but light years from where I was, I still freaking love chasing aesthetics because for me, the strength comes with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes hand in hand for me. So I can chase both aesthetics and strength at the same time. And it's just really freaking empowering to be able to know that you can sculpt your body and change the physique. Yeah, for sure. So I really, I really, but every, every body is different. Exactly. You You have to find what motivates you and go after that. But I do feel that when people focus on too much of the aesthetics and then it does, it does, it's not about their health. Then that's when they are, I mean, you're like a magical unicorn. You can focus on aesthetics <laughs> and not like yo-yo diet. Um, Only because I've gone down that path before but, to where they go hand in hand for yeah, me. But I see, I see what you're saying. If somebody's just like overweight and they're like, oh, I just want to look a certain way. Okay, that's very fleeting. It's not going to last very long. Exactly. You, you, you got to get the mental part of it down too. And uh, when you focus on your health, right? then because if you don't have your health, what do you have? You might look good, but that didn't get you very far. Yeah. And how long, if there's just something when you make that focus about your health, it, like your, it completely transforms you. And it, it really does. Yeah. yeah you're right. And you're right. you are more, far more likely to stick to it when you make it about your health versus aesthetics. Yes, there are people that are aesthetics driven. I completely 100% agree with you. And some people can actually stick with it long term with it being aesthetics. But it is far more rare. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you make it about your health and make it about like actual physical goals, not the way you look, but like building strength and like seeing that ability come through that Mm -hmm. it really does transform you long term. Oh yeah. I love, love, love working on that with my clients when they, when I get to tell them, Hey, you lifted, you know, 10 more pounds than last week, or we added this to your bench press or, you know, little things like that. I had, um, a relatively new client this morning tells me we're starting to work on her goals and kind of what she has envisioned. And one of hers is just to be able to get stronger in her lifts. And I love those goals. I love chasing lifting goals. Absolutely. To me, that is just so much fun because it takes the focus off 
the weight and inches mm-hmm. lost because that will come as you get stronger. That stuff is just a natural byproduct of improving your health, right? The more weight you lift and the, uh, your endurance improves and all that, you naturally will lose weight most yes. of the time. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. It, focusing on the health is focusing on the health, focusing on your health is the ultimate goal and will lead you to long-term overall good results versus just focusing on calories or weight or aesthetics. Yeah. And so going back to, you know, body positivity and diet culture, the things that I'm seeing, you know, these other professionals putting out there, they're really sending the wrong message as far as like, yeah, you can, you know, eat as long as you're, or you can, they're not even saying you can eat this as long as you're in a caloric deficit. Really, once you get to a point where you are eating right, you're eating the right foods, you're eating a decent amount of calories, and you start making it more about your health, then you can tap into your more like intuitive eating where you're able to stop when you're full. And you know, like, okay, I'm, I'm at my max point or maybe I shouldn't eat that because it causes this kind of feeling in my body. And, you know, this isn't, maybe it's causing inflammation um, and you can feel it. So, you know, okay, this is something that my body shouldn't be eating. Um, you just become more in tune with your body and its needs mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. when you do that versus now, some people will say count calories. Some people will say avoid that because it causes a negative relationship with food. And I say it depends on the person. Some people, you need to count calories because you need to know where they're at. Right, right. Um, and a lot of my clients, especially over the past couple of months, I am so surprised at how many are under eating. Or they're, mm. they're going like extremely under and then mm-hmm. extremely over. And like mm. back and forth and back and forth. There's no like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm around my calories pretty consistently or I'm consistently like over my calories or I'm consistently under. Um, but for the majority, most of them are really far under. So I can't tell you how many people I've had to basically reverse diet with or like set mm-hmm. them up for mm-hmm. that. Um, and they feel like that's what the diet culture has done to us. Yeah, is cause us to go way under our calorie count, and now we're having to fix that. Mm-hmm. We're having to go higher, but when you go higher with your calories, um, like well above where you were, it's going to take you a lot longer to get there. Right, like a year. I mean, I mean, it, it depends on the person, but I ha- had one where oh my gosh, I think it was like nine months before we could start taking her back down. Mm, wow. Yeah, because it was that it I mean it was it was that bad. Like she was only eating about a thousand calories and she needed to be about eighteen hundred. Oh my goodness. So it it sickens me, but then there's people out there saying, oh you need to like again going back to the videos I was watching and this was a person that was not a professional, like they weren't a a trainer or a nutritionist or anything, but they were talking about how they lost weight on 1200 calories. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like you're sharing and they're sharing what they eat in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this is what's wrong. <laughs> like people yeah. are looking at this like, oh, all they're looking at is the fact that this person lost 40 pounds. Right. And they think, oh, well, that's what I need to do in order to lose 40 pounds. I basically need to starve myself um, yeah. so I can look a certain way. And they think that they'll be happy once they get there. And they realize mm-hmm. that if they do actually get to that point, that they're miserable. Mm-hmm. Because they're not eating. And I don't know about you, but when I don't get to eat, I am grumpy as hell. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, you don't want to be anywhere. I, I get so hangry. I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. like, and I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty happy person. But when I am hungry... And I do not have, or if, like, I'm going throughout my day and I have not eaten enough calories, oh, yeah, you better watch out. You better get out of my way. Because if, yeah. if I have to, I'm, I'm, I'm biting off the head. So, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a matter of people knowing what information to trust. And I can't blame them completely because there's so much misinformation. Um, there's days where I'm like, heck, I don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you have to take it upon yourself to start doing the research and yep. figuring out who to trust, where to go. Hopefully you trust us and you feel comfortable reaching out to us. <laughs> um, but if you don't take it upon yourself and start doing your own research and make sure you're not just going on social media and researching it, make sure that you're reading up on actual scientific facts and journals and getting multiple opinions. Right. Because even science can be skewed to read a certain way, especially if it is a diet company, they're going to skew their results to get it to read the way they need it to read to sell their products. Oh yeah. And a little tip when you're researching and if you're truly, truly researching something, right. Not just saying, getting an antidote from where somebody was like, Oh, well I read this article and it said, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What you want to look for is a meta analysis is like the king of all studies or a randomized controlled study. Um, so if you are into that, like depth of research, you're it's a safe bet that those are properly screened, properly controlled, um, unbiased type sources that you can you can rely on you know not like slim fast put out this study that said everybody loves their shakes yeah. versus nutrisystem right like that's that's just riddled with all kind of errors and and all that so again just meta-analysis or randomized controlled studies are the best bet when you're truly getting down into that research just yeah. wanted to throw that out there yeah no thanks for sharing that um but yeah it's so you ha- it's so true you have to know where to look and you have to make sure that you do your homework. Right. Right. Because- so even if that is following a, a plan or doing some shakes or, you know, whatever it is you're going to be doing, just do your research on it. Yeah. Because so that you feel confident. Exactly. Because if you don't, you're going to end up following somebody that's going to tell you to only eat 1200 calories, finding right. out later on that you should have been eating 2000 and then spending a year trying to get your metabolism back in order. To where you can start working on your fitness journey after that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I mean, when you're, when, whenever, whatever approach you're taking, think about that. You, 
that little time you spend researching is going to save you a whole lot of time and headache in the end. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. So do your homework. <laughs> Amen to that. And sister. stop listening to the people on social media telling you that this diet worked for them. They're, you lost 40 pounds and they have no certifications. Or if you're looking at personal trainers or professional athletes, make sure that you know like what platform they stand on, like how they basically how they work with their clients, the processes they take, what are their client success results and how long are those results for? Right. You know, they have clients that they worked with for like a month that lost 40 pounds. But then you find out that, you know, seven months later they had gained all of that back and then some, well then maybe you shouldn't be taking advice from that person. Right. Right. Or, you know, it could be one person that it happened with. Make sure that you're getting multiple people's um, feedback because there is, you know, there is always any process you, any route you go, there's always that potential. Life happens, body changes. Um, For sure. But if they're promising you the world and it just sounds too good to be true, Probably run, is. yeah. Run, <laughs> run Forrest, run. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Thanks for sharing that information. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. Thanks okay. for all your great feedback. Yes, yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it's always such an awkward ending. I think that's something that we need to work on. If anyone has suggestions for how to end, like, do we just say okay, bye, and just like hang up? I think we need a jingle. I think we need uh, we a jingle. We do because like we're not in we're not in person, so it's a little like is she gonna end? Am I gonna end? You know, so there's that awkwardness. But yeah. Okay, so we'll end on that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time. <laughs>